the competitive contractor podcast is brought to you by Shivendra and Co. Visit Shivendra.com to find out how you can work with us to grow your construction business, be more profitable and be a competitive contractor. Hi everyone, it's Shivendra Kumar welcoming you to the competitive contractor podcast, a podcast for owners and leaders of construction companies globally. Today, we take on a topic that's very close to my heart, business improvement. The challenges facing the industry and economy has put a lot of pressure on businesses. And one way to deal and thrive is to look at processes and simplify how we do things. I notice that there is reluctance from the businesses and industry to make things better. Reluctance not because the pressure is not there, but reluctance because there's hesitation to invest time and resources to things make things better, not only for the business, but also for the people who are in the business. Hence, I thought I'll find someone who I can have this conversation with, someone with a lot of experience who can clear the air and shed some light on why such improvements are necessary and what sort of benefits are expected from such programs. So in episode 40, I am joined by Chris Cleary, a business transformation specialist with Vative. Chris is an enthusiastic business improvement, lean Six Sigma black belt with almost 40 years of experience in mentoring teams and creating cultural change within organization. Chris is passionate to deliver purposeful training and education from the front line through to the executive suite, aligned with enabling practical change and results. Chris started his career in the Australian manufacturing and resources sector and has had roles in engineering, manufacturing, senior leadership and business improvement arenas. He is a strong advocate of personal engagement with individuals to collectively create a cultural change within organization. Hi, Chris. It's great having you on this podcast and I'm looking forward to an insightful conversation. Hi, um, thanks. Um, Hi, Sid. Thank you. And uh, look, I'm also looking forward to a good chat today. Yeah, so let's uh, start with uh, knowing a little bit more about you and uh, what have you got in the exciting world of uh, business transformation? <laughs> so look, uh, my name is Chris Cleary. Um, I'm part of the Vative team uh, up here in Queensland. Uh, I'm based in Hamilton uh, in Brisbane. So at Vative, what we do is we assist organisations establish a, a continuous improvement culture, uh, deliver increased productivity, uh, growth and profitability. Essentially, we advative we we identify that a mindset change is often required to create a change in the hearts and the minds of a culture uh, if they need to change to where they want to be in the future. Uh, we, look, we, we've got a as an organisation, we've got a fair amount of experience in in delivering three hundred percent return on investment. Uh, for projects and programs for people um, and for organisations. Uh, oh, on, on a personal level, I'm a metallurgist uh, originally. Uh, I also am keenly in my spare time running a, a family business, genealogy business, uh, and I just became a grandfather for the first time recently. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, doing grandfatherly stuff, I suppose. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. It must be exciting, uh, exciting times. It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. And we, we no one's judging your age based on that remark. So let's, uh, let's get that out, <laughs> out, out of the you. way. But curious to know from a metallurgist to a business transformation spe- specialist, what happened in between? What, where was the lightning strike or what, 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 it's a very different world. Yeah. I think, I, I think what happened, Shiv, I, uh, I, I was working in operational roles and maintenance roles, and and it was always great to see the finished product. But the thing that I really got excited about was seeing the smiles on people's faces when they were improving something in their workplace. And so I kept drifting into business improvement type roles and scenarios. And then eventually I thought, you know, I'm just going to stick with that because that's what I absolutely get out of bed for each day. I love seeing those smiles on people's faces as it made an improvement and made their life easier. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that, that's fantastic. So you went probably from getting different types of metals to shine and take shapes to shaping yeah. organizations and how people do work, right? Very much so. And a, a because, good way of, um, of describing it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've also heard uh, in my previous conversations that you're a man with many quotes. So you have your your one-line quotes and idioms that you go with. Is there one that you would like to share before we delve further in the podcast? Your favourite one, maybe? I, I, do, I have two favourite quotes, Shiv. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is from Dr. Deming, the great Dr. Deming, who yeah. did a lot of work in the continuous improvement space, uh, when he said, without data, you're just another person with an opinion. Uh, I, I think that describes how continuous improvement works beautifully. The second one is from the 1930s, and it's from Laurel and Hardy, where they said, you can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led. I just, <laughs> I just, I just love the absurdity of it. It's just wonderful. Just yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I might go with your third quote later in the podcast, but let's get to some of the substance that, that the audience is probably keen to hear. So... Look, improving processes is central to an organization's growth. Uh, We all know that it naturally needs to happen in organizations with age, with change of roles, expansion, change of strategy. In the sort of engagement you get involved in, what reasons are there for businesses to come to you guys and and, uh, engage you for running running or facilitating improvement programs? What's their driver? Yeah, so Shiva, I think... It's a, it's a couple of things that drive organisations to get some external assistance. I think most organisations get a, a certain point in their journey or their history where they need to make a change to survive or it's it's essential in the next step in their organisation that they need to either grow or or something's pushing them that down that way. Uh, it, it, it requires some sort of external support when you go through either a major growth plan uh, a major marketing strategy change, uh, recognition that staff development will get the business more efficient, or there's a general feeling that an organisation needs to change the way it actually operates. Uh, it could be external reasons. I, I, I think uh, I think of the COVID issue over the last few years and how some organisations have had to change the way they operate and the mindset that they operate to thrive. Uh, and not fail under those circumstances. So all organisations come at a particular point where they realise they have to get some external assistance because uh, there's a fork in the road and something has to change for the business to to survive. Yeah. 
And it's in, in terms of identifying and coming, like when people come to you guys, is it, I want, I want this solution yesterday or do they come in and then they, they dribble around for a bit and then think about it? Like what, what, what do you see in terms of the interaction? And maybe like more so from, uh, if, if I were to say this is, let's say, looking at the more technical engineering construction type mm. businesses, right? Like, yep. is it, are they clear in their minds that this is what they want to do or do you see or do you feel some hesitation or reluctance initially? I think organisations are clear in their mind that they need to change and, and the way they operate, but they don't know necessarily the pathway to go down. Um, so what we would generally do was, was a, a process we would we would probably do a diagnostic to see what are the areas that can be best leveraged off in the business. Um, I think most organisations do know when they have a cash flow issue and they need to change something or that they are planning to embark on a major change in the way they, they provide a service. Um, mm. I Look, I, I worked in the mining industry for a fair while and a lot of organisations in the mining industry used to shy away from the concept of Lean and Six Sigma because they felt it was only something that the automotive industry uh, yeah. was good at. And... My experience and, and also my uh, fellow team members of Vatev, I think our experience is that uh, implementing lean or continuous improvement doesn't make you like Toyota, but it actually makes you Toyota-like. In other words, your organisation has a mindset change that people can recognise when waste is occurring. They can recognise when they can simplify the process. Uh, in other words, it gives... I think Lean and Six Sigma give the tools to reduce, reduce the waste in the processes and also to look at the efficiency. Uh, how the process owners employ those tools is really up to the process owner, but we, we can provide and facilitate and, and provide, well, provide advice on how that goes about. But, yeah, I, so there's two parts of that. One is people recognise that they need help, but the mm. second part is also explained that Lean and Six Sigma is across all industries and not just an automotive tool. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be my next question because ah, okay. I often I often hear that uh, uh, people, particularly in construction, say, "No, no, no, these these improvement programs or such ideas is not for construction, right?" And it's a it's a matter of uh, I, I guess a matter of perception, right? That it's that it or these things are suited for pharmaceutical, for food manufacturing, for automotive. Mm. But you're you're right in saying that these are tools that are applicable in any industry, they might get applied a little bit differently, but the basic framework is saying. Now, you probably mentioned the word mindset in this podcast yes. three or four times, and uh, it must be something important for you to say that a few times. So what role does the mindset play in an improvement journey of a business? I mean, it's all processes and systems. So is, do you see that? Yeah, well, what's the role of mindset basically, right? Like, why is it so important? It, it is a good point. Um, Shiv, and what we've beta have, have realised over time that when an organisation has waste in it, it's very hard to identify that those processing steps or, or what they are doing or that part of the process is waste because we've normalised it. Um, we, we, in our mindset, we've said, well, that's how the process has been designed. That's our lot in life. And so that's how the process is. What we have prefer to say is, well, no, let's change the mindset to say, do you really add value in performing that task? 
moving uh, product from A to B to get extra material in C, it does that actually uh, add value to what the customer mm. wants or is it just another processing step that you've always had and never questioned why you do it? That, that's why I talk about a mindset change. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, it does. So what you are saying is that you give people a different perspective, a different view uh, or a different lens to look at a particular way they've been doing work. And that allows them allows them to question to say, okay, is this really necessary in the first instance, right? And yeah, you're 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 right. There's certain habits that we acquire as we go through, and it takes someone else. Uh, usually, for most of us, it happens after marriage. <laughs> you yeah. pick up, oh, oh, yeah, why why was it why was I doing it that way, right? So it's it's uh, I think a different perspective helps, and I guess that's where consultants also add value because you bring in outside view and more experienced having seen uh, multiple businesses you bring a different view to to ask those uh, ask those questions you may not be experts in the particular process but i guess you just provide and equip the people with a different uh, lens to see the work they have been doing yeah and and that's that that's essentially how data help organizations mm-hmm. uh we we also um do we, we we look at the current state of the process and assist in terms of how do we get stakeholder engagement, how do we get alignment, how do we upskill the organization to actually change that mindset so mm-hmm. they can understand waste and go in there and identify and provide some sort of resources to to change that. Uh, so it's it's a it's almost like providing a journey for an organization to prepare for a major change as they need to to grow. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I think uh, you've you've covered that pretty well because mm. one of the barriers to change is getting all the stakeholders involved, right? So people want to do the change. So someone in the in let's say in an automotive sense, in the shop floor, in the construction sense, in the field, might want to change something, but they may not know all the stakeholders to speak to what the interactions of that process is with others. Mm. So having a framework like a value stream map or, or, or all the different training and other the different tools, yes. the tools that you bring in, I guess, allows this person to understand the interactions of what they do with other processes and how this change may affect, or even explain to them why the step that they're doing, which they for them it's unnecessary, might be actually adding value to the customer in some way that they don't see it, or it might tell the business that what the guys in the field are doing may not be relevant at all because it does not add, add value at all. They've been doing it because historically someone was asking for it and today it's not necessary. No, and that's a good point, Chief. And We're at an exciting time in history where there are just so many innovative ways to improve processes mm-hmm. if only people knew that they are out there. And so we can... I suppose we could we, we can take a helicopter view because we do look across different organizations mm. and if we see something that uh, can assist one organization as a as an idea as a tool we can provide say oh well we can provide knowledge to say hey mm. we've seen this somewhere else this would be perfect for your organization yeah yeah it's what I say you don't know what you don't know right exactly can yes. I quote you on that one <laughs> you can you can i'll bill you separately for that <laughs> okay you're all right <laughs> yeah so the uh, for the businesses that you've helped and and let's say particularly those in the construction industry that have invested their time in process improvement yeah what have what have you seen as outcomes what's what's changed for them so look uh 
from our experience, my personal experience in the construction industry, a number of the lean tools uh, that can assist is really getting stakeholder engagement at the very beginning of a major construction project. There's, it, it's something that a lot of construction projects have trouble doing. Mm. And so you can get halfway down the path and realise that you have to rethink something which would have cost a lot less money to have uh, thought about at the beginning of the process. So earlier stakeholder engagement during the contract phases, uh, they, they provide results or practices that encourage reduced inefficiencies earlier on as opposed to later on when things occur. Uh, I think also the, the lean tools and Six Sigma tools allow organisations to be able to steer their ship and, and move the pathway when something comes along mm. unexpectedly. Uh, and, a, and a good example is organisations that survived through the COVID uh, period. They had a number of lean initiatives already in place, such as reduced inventory, uh, reduced defects, et cetera. So they're able to reorganise the pathway of the organisations and, and restructure uh, without having this cumbersome amount of wasteful processes and, and products mm. uh, uh, stopping them from being able to change efficiently and quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, those those uh, things we, like, it, it's almost say, like, yeah, we've sort of forgotten the world before COVID, right? So we've looked at everything yeah. after, but those that had already understood how the processes work, all the interactions, inventory being a classic one, yeah. Uh, would have been able to adopt uh, adapt to this these changes better in terms of people right so let's look at the people and the front line yeah. and i know you, i know you interact with them a lot yeah what's what's the feeling right like they come into this program they've probably been asked by the bosses to go and sit and meet this guy chris who's coming to run a transformation workshop right. fast forward eight weeks 12 weeks as the journey goes like what changes what what do you see with these frontline workers so I love that light bulb moment when yeah. people dawn that something they've been doing can be done very differently, uh, a lot more efficiently. And it, it's almost once you, you can almost see the expression on people's faces once they realise, oh, I, now I understand what you're saying. We, we don't have to accept the way things have been for a long time. We can actually think about this differently. And, and actually change our mindset. Uh, that, I think, is the behaviour that I, I see most when I go out to organisations and facilitate some projects. Mm. Uh, when, and also when they start to see the changes happening physically in the workplace and the effect it has on their fellow employees, their, their peers, their, their mates at work, and how it's the sheer frustration of things that they used to put up with start to disappear. That's when I see people are actually realising that this mm. can help them. Yeah, yeah. I always love those, right? So those group presentations are equal from my corporate days yep. when you'd have the teams come and do their presentations and guys would be very excited about this. It's their ideas. They've yeah. put it together and uh, they own it. They've gone through the process and they all excitedly present and uh, they, sh they share the ideas. And, and yeah, it's just, you, you, I, I always feel that the ownership level, you know, the, the segment you mentioned and what gets you out of bed, 
that that sort of changes the game completely because where they were told one told what to do mm. now they have sort of defined themselves what needs to be done right yeah and you, you've really hit the nail on the head in terms of people's ownership and i think one thing that um, the australian culture doesn't do very well is celebrate our successes when we do make an improvement and do succeed in something in an organization so that's the other part that I think we need to think about in a Lean Six Sigma sort of transformation. Mm. Celebrate the things that are going well. Don't just dwell mm. on the things that you have that are problems. Yeah. You know? So start to change that mindset, you know, that, that people can actually improve their own workplace. Yeah. I think we in Australia, we are blessed and probably fortunate that we have a very educated workforce, right, even in yeah. the field. And I see a lot of businesses not empowering, not giving the workforce in the field that 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 freedom to innovate, to invent, to continuously improve, to come up with ideas, suggestions, mm-hmm. implement things. Right now, there's there's areas where there are risks, so we want to be cautious about it. But it's it's setting parameters and giving them a process to be able to bring these ideas in, because yeah. that's I really look at it. That's what makes uh, makes Australia right. Like even in construction, the guys who come and work. Uh, they they come through a whatever certification process they have. They know what they do. We've got a lot of people coming from different parts of the world, from different backgrounds coming in. I think uh, it's a wasted opportunity for many businesses if they're not creating a forum for their workforce to contribute ideas and suggestions and uh, implement those. Right? You're you're sort of restricting your own profitability and your own growth by not creating such a platform. And I think uh, I think uh, we, we, as a country and as an industry, we need to do a little bit uh, more of it. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And when you look at the classic uh, Toyota concept of what are the, the the types of waste in an organisation, wasting people's skills is paramount. And one of the top ones I see where we don't utilise people's knowledge and understanding mm. and an ability to make their their workplace more efficient, more yeah. functional. Uh, and we should allow open well allow people to to be have the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And I look at a lot of these innovative things that have happened in organizations, organizations that have changed the game completely. Mm. A lot of innovative ideas and a lot of ways of doing things better did not happen in boardrooms, right? They happen yeah. in conversations between peers outside the boardroom. So that's something yeah. that if organizations could encourage more, it would help them out and it's probably helping them not become the next ProBill, Metricon and some of the other bigger names. And on that mm. topic, I guess the the fear in the industry, the fear with a lot of boards and executives is not to become the next ProBill, Metricon and then all these various other names. And like we probably even saw Lendis Engineering in 2020, uh, they struggled and eventually had to be sold off. On what, like, what are your thoughts? And uh, like, on 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 the principles we just spoke about, would these tools have helped these businesses? I look, I, I believe so, Ship. Uh, when, when I look at some of those collapses, and 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 look, I'm, I'm not privy to the root cause, obviously, mm. but just looking in the media and reading about it, it there seems to be a lot of. Uh, it's a myriad of issues such as supply chain disruptions. Uh, being left with too much stock or being left with not enough stock, uh, labour skills shortages, uh, and, 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 and also skyrocketing costs. And, and a lot of the wastes that were in those organisations 
could not be stopped because they, when the environment changed and the economy changed, they couldn't change course very quickly. Mm. If they were able to adapt more readily, I think they'd still be operating amongst us now. So I certainly believe just understanding the, the fundamental basics of what a waste is and trying to steer clear of them would have assisted those organisations and will assist the construction industry. Yeah, yeah. And these are things, right, that the organisations needed to have done well before. It's the, the outcome that they've, the, the, the destiny they faced, their fate has been decided by what they chose not to do in terms of process improvement and yeah. I guess, you know, innovation, right? It's not, it's not that when the businesses started to struggle, that's when they give Vaitiva a call or someone a call mm-hmm. and say, hey, let's, let's, let's map our processes. If, if those fundamentals were done earlier on, if the interactions between processes, decisions, were known earlier earlier on yeah then, uh, then i guess the outcome would have been uh, would have been would have been different very different yeah. right and and to be honest continuous improvement is as a, as the term implies continuous and mm-hmm. it takes time for an organization's culture to evolve to have that continuous improvement mindset it's not going to happen overnight so you, you need to plan ahead to to have a shared alignment amongst leaders to have the time to be able to up train the, the skills in your people so that they can actually identify waste and and also build the culture so that people have this the ability to to reduce complexity in their workplace yeah uh, so it does take time it, it doesn't happen yeah. overnight yeah uh when we spoke last i think uh, in in our conversation previously you had shared a very inspirational story of uh, a local cafe that reinvented <laughs> itself uh, during COVID. And it's to me that has stuck as a classic example to say, look, when uh, when you, the, the, the quote, right? Where there's a will, there's a way. There, there <laughs> is a classic uh, example. So I want to, I want you to share that story for the listeners because it, I mean, it's not related to the construction industry, but the take home there is, is quite powerful, right? It's, it says it is, what you it can is. do. So, so I, I live in a part of Brisbane where there's a, a road, racecourse road, uh, where there's a lot of cafes, uh, coffee shops, where people go for breakfast. And, and a lot of these businesses make their money from good food. There's a lot of competition. And uh, my, one of my local cafes uh, during COVID couldn't provide the breakfasts anymore. But they still had the premises and they still had the kitchen, so they still had the chefs. And so instead of making chutney to put on your poached eggs of a morning, they would make the chutney and then they would they would put it in jars and, and sell it. And then they would keep making meals because people weren't eating breakfast in cafes, but they were eating at home. So they started making really nice home-cooked meals that you could pick up from their cafe and take home uh, and have for dinner. So they had a fairly uh, lean business model that they were able to change the whole purpose of their business overnight. And and what blew me away, not only did they survive, they then took out a lease on the shop next to them. Wow. And they've they've doubled their output so that now in the post-COVID world, they have a cafe which you go to for breakfast or a shop next door where you can buy these pre-cooked meals and and vacuum-packed meals to take over for dinner that night. So they've actually doubled in their capacity through having a mindset of what can we do differently. Mm. It, it just blows me away when, when I think about that example. Uh, what, what is 
or what can be achieved if you just think outside the box and think differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I didn't know about them acquiring the building, uh, the, the shop next yeah. door. Like, so that's, that's a fantastic outcome. Like when everyone's looking to half the, the, the size that they're the, of the building they're renting out, uh, yeah. they're, they're renting, uh, these guys have, have, have doubled. So it's a pretty good, good story. And what I take away from it, number one is that look, they probably worked it out amongst a few people. Mm. Uh, it probably wouldn't have been one person's decision. They were lean enough so they, they could make this change without having to to think of all the stock and losses they have. Mm. Um, and, and, and the third was just uh, they probably have a process, right? So they applied the process to make sure that they can still cater for the people that they're serving. So they just uh, re, uh, not re, but adapted the process, the same process, right, which was to prepare food. Mm. But I just started to now pack food in in, in containers uh, for people uh, to take. Yeah, it's so. a fairly, it's an impressive uh, story, and and I, I know the re, the owners reasonably well. And it the process they went through was, was a process of consultation with their workforce. What can we do? And mm. and it came up as just a suggestion. And then the cooks said, "Well, we can do this." And then the barista said, "Well, we can do this." And before they knew it, they had two business models. Uh, amazing story really yeah yeah no this is this is good so if, if if it can happen in the cafe environment my my message to let's say the audience listening to this is it can happen in a construction company it can happen on a project it can happen in any 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 business right so yeah i i, I guess yeah this is a story i'll be talking about for for a while mm. <laughs> yeah chris you mentioned the the wastes the the the, the eight wastes uh, yeah. what are some other common lean tools that you see businesses adopting uh, adopting locally or seem see them making a making a difference i know there's a lot of tools floating around but what mm. are some of the more common ones that uh, that businesses are often interested in or what gets recommended for businesses to use yeah, so if, if I was uh, facilitating or going into a workplace as, as mm. part of the beta team and 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 saying and, and assisting people, there are two tools in particular that I, I like to employ up front. Uh, and the first one is what I refer to as a waste walk. Mm. Just walking through with employees, staff members, the people who are running the process and try to identify uh, wastes in their process under the different categories. And, and really that's all about trying to get that change in mindset of what a waste is and what a waste isn't. And, and that needs a bit of support. You don't get to understand that overnight. So that's one tool I really like to employ when, when I'm first talking to a, a client. The second tool I love to see employing is the 5S tool where you go into an organisation and, and you work together to go through 5S, you sort, you set, you shine, you standardise, and then you sustain the, the changes. So not just housekeeping, but to make the place more functional. And it also gives people pride in the workplace and an ownership in their workplace. Those particular tools are the first two I love to see going into an organisation because it makes a difference. It makes a difference overnight because you can see an improvement in the workplace mm. and you can start working on that that mindset of well, what's a waste and what isn't a waste. It's it's that's what I like. Yeah. Okay. No, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. We're nearly at time for the for the end of the podcast. But yeah. before we finish this, uh, Chris, where can people get more information about you and also about Vative? 
Uh, so, so look, Vate uh, has, a, has a really good website uh, that uh, you can go to, vate.com.au. Uh, it it's, describes who our team is. It's got some basic tools and some templates you can use. And it also shows some of the, the projects or the programs that we can offer to organisations. It's a really good starting place. Uh, Basif is also very active on LinkedIn and, and has a site. And as, as, as do myself and my fellow uh, Vative uh, members. Mm-hmm. So probably LinkedIn and the Vative website are the two easiest ways to, to catch up with what we do, what we can offer, and how we can help organisations who have, you know, they've come to a bit of a crossroads and they don't know what to do next. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And before we finish off, do you have a final message for our audience? Uh, look, Shiv, I think I just want to thank you for the opportunity for the chat. I love what you're doing supporting the contractor community out there. It, um, it's so important. Uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a part of, of the process and, and that is, is, is an important part of nearly every process you see. And I'm really chuffed that, that you're helping out there, mate. Well done. Yeah, no, thanks very much. And uh, I'm glad that people like you can come and assist. And a shout out to your colleague, Neil Patel, as well, uh, who's, who's, <laughs> who's been there and facilitated this discussion to take place. But yeah. Chris, it's, it's people like yourself and so many others who've joined in the podcast who make a lot of difference to the industry, to take the industry from here to its uh, future. So thank you for joining us on this podcast. And your insights will help many more construction business owners and leaders grow their business and become a competitive contractor. Thanks very much once again. Thanks for your support, mate. See you later.